0: Everybody, I'm Kelly Ellers, Jeffrey London, and this is Volume Up by the Ts. So Fenty breaking down the barriers, which okay, always.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But they launched their refillable lipstick, and I want to say it's about time. Hello, cosmetics, hair care—that we've got some options for refillable. But out February fourth, we're Fenty Beauty by Rihanna, eco-friendly, sustainable, refillable packaging.
1: I mean, is there anything that Rihanna can't do? That's really the, the question. I mean, God including bless.
0: Including rocking the maternity wear. I definitely wore something akin to that.
1: <laughs> the belly bearing, jeweled. Yes. Belly rivet. Rev- yeah. Pull yeah. it out. I mean, well, she, no. Mm-hmm. Did you see she brought back the, the heart shaped shrug?
0: I did not, but yes. wow! Okay, yes. I'm with gonna... the belly
1: out, I mean she's doing okay. the damn thing. Yeah, Refillable sure. lipsticks, Fenty Beauty can't be stopped. They're available at Ulta now. I mean, domination worldwide. Um, it's yeah. it's a thing.
0: Good yep. for them. Good thing.
1: And now they're caring for the planet. We love to see it. We love to see
0: it. Thank you, Rihanna, again for blessing us with all of your creations.
1: Truly. <laughs> <laughs> Keep coming, except for the songs. There's no, there's no music. But That's we'll true. That I actually. mean,
0: we'll give her a grace period. She's got to yeah. do yeah. the baby thing and then yeah. come and back. And then
1: there's gotta be an album.
0: Exactly. Yes. I'm with you. So on last week's episode, you talked with Frank Focal. Frank is the CEO of cosmetologist Chicago and America's beauty show. He leads a strategic planning for ABS and continues to build the CC legacy of supporting growth for our industry, both pros and students. He joined Jeffrey last week to talk about ABS and COVID in the industry, a hot topic as events are starting to break through, mm-hmm. um, but we are excited about ABS and all of the shows to come. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at ReadTheTease, and send in questions to volume up at volumeupatthetease.com.
1: This week's episode, we talked with Kenya Miramontes. Kenya is founder and CEO of Kalin Skin Studio in Texas. After suffering with skin issues for 12 years, Kenya started Kalin Skin Studio to help people get the skin that they deserve. Kenya has a dual license in massage therapy and aesthetics with 10 years experience. She's also a certified Dermalogica expert and pure sculpt specialist. Kenya's Kalin Skin Studio specializes in clearing acne, reducing acne marks, evening out the skin tone, and overall resurfacing. Their goal is to ensure that you experience a treatment where you not only glow afterward, but where you achieve bliss. And who doesn't want that? They believe when you'll feel good, you'll look good. Who doesn't? Can't wait for that. But before we get to our interview with Kenya, let's talk about dun-dun-dun. New York Fashion Week. It's back.
0: Ugh, it's back. back, baby. I love to see it. I love the street style. Most of all, to be clear, I like to see what Eva Chen's running around in. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> My first New York Fashion Week, which I sound so bougie saying that, Ah. um, was Christian Siriano. And, I mean, a lovely, lovely designer. Um, You know, awe-inspiring gowns is kind of his jam. And this year, Mm -hmm. the team over at Sebastian Professional, shout out to Morel Koken, once again did their 2022 presentation, Hair and Looks. The theme was Victorian matrix, but okay. Love that. Spa skin, double wing eyeliner, a little bit of cornflower blue, and we can't forget the ponytail that was crimped with a little bit of texture and a signature style of the eighties and nineties. So yes, we're here for it. Siriano topped off with some shiny cobalt rhinestones. What did you think of the look?
1: I mean, He's so fun, and there's nothing that so he does that I don't like. Um, I mean, his show is in particular. New your fashion, is kind of hit or miss for me. But, I mean, okay. there are some folks that we should definitely pay attention to, and he is one of them. He delivers every season. So really this dead. runway show was incredible. It always is. But, I mean, what's not to like, basically? A feast for the eyes, which is what you want. And not, not always is the hair good?
0: It's not the focal
1: point, right? Right. It's not. I, I mean, I don't think...
0: Our pros can go wild avant-garde because that's the gown. That's the dress. That's the fashion. So although subtle and understated, still beautifully done.
1: Absolutely. Elegant. We'd love to see it. I mean, killed it. <laughs> if you like to show and you want to talk about the hair, whether good or bad, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Send us a DM. Let's talk about it. Other things that are trending out there, thetease.com, as always. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week, just like every week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends, and diving into brands that you don't know but should. Here are some of our favorite headlines from thetease.com. First up, 11 Black hairstyles that help define today's Y2K aesthetic. When it comes to many aspects of Y2K hair, think bandanas, micro braids, beaded braids, and designer logomania. Black women... Not only wore many of these looks first, but they also played a massive role in popularizing them among mainstream society. That's why in celebration of Black History Month, we're paying tribute to some of the most iconic Black hairstyles and the women who wore them that helped define the early 2000s. So if you're feeling a little bit nostalgic, go to the tees and see a few of our favorite looks and Black hair moments from the early aughts. Kelly, what yeah. is your favorite Y2K hair trend?
0: You know, I, you know me and I love volume and I was really loving the red crimped hair because I mean, crimper, did it ever go out of style? I don't know.
1: I mean, <laughs> New York Fashion Week just this past season is telling oh, us that it did so.
0: You are right. And then, I mean, then I go back to the flipped ends because mm-hmm. everybody, I'm sure at some point rocked a flipped end, whether it was a short one or longer. I remember taking that curling iron and just going the other way with it. Just the other way. Oh, it brought me oh. so much joy.
1: <laughs> well, it's back. It's back in a big way. Go to the teas.com, check out those hairstyles uh, and shout out to all of our favorite ladies that are suddenly back in vogue again. Love it. Also, Some breaking news. We talked about Fenty Beauty making a big splash at an additional retailer. So there's something that's happening with PH Plex. You'll soon be able to shop PH Plex products at Walmart. As of March, you'll be able to shop PH Plex's three-step system at over 2,500 Walmart locations nationwide. This recent move from the brand is definitely one to get excited about, considering that this will be the first time that a hair-specific Plex product will be sold at the retail giant which is exciting. So if you are a PH Plex devotee, you got to get into Walmart, which is not something that you would maybe associate with brand. So big news for them. Congratulations, expanding their reach. Do you use PH Plex products?
0: You know, I like a good Plex bonding, anything Mm -hmm. with the, even an Ola Plex, (laughs) if you will. I like that they're making these products attainable at every price. Mm -hmm. So- $4.95 $4.95 for a single application, stock yeah, up at Walmart. It. Yeah, you know what? I might just try it. Okay, I might just try it. I love to soak my locks in a plex.
1: Ads to part. I mean, Um, no I don't have breakage. anything. Yeah, okay. no, no breakage. I don't have any hair to worry about breaking at the moment, but if I did, I would be interested. And I would go to thetease.com to read more. Amazing. Next up on thetease.com, hairstylist Twyla Jane talks embracing individuality on a salon team. As the owner of Lumos Knox Salon, Samvia Ambassador Twyla Jane knows firsthand the importance of cultivating a salon space that makes stylists feel valued as individuals. However, applying her message to your own salon is easier said than done. Thankfully, Jane has taken the time to share some incredible tips with The Teas that have helped her as well as her staff embrace individuality and support others within their salon and in the industry. Head to theteas.com to see her five tips and more.
0: I mean, happy stylist, happy clients, happy salon, happy you is one of her mottos, which I love because, you know, recognizing the salon as a brand is important, but it's also the individuals inside it that make it unique, just like any business. So I love embracing individuality across the board, hire for personality, focus on services that bring your stylist joy. A lot of great tips and tricks over at theteas.com.
1: You guys really need to check it out. There's some things that surprised me um, that you should definitely implement. So head to thetease.com, check out that article and shout out to Twila for being so open for sharing, uh, which is exactly what we do in this podcast. And we're going to have an incredible interview with Kenya Miramontes, who's going to talk all about the things that you should be doing for your skin that maybe you're not doing, uh, as well as her experience building a business during a pandemic, which we have not heard about from an esthetician's perspective. So, so excited for you guys to hear this interview and it's up next. Today in the podcast, I am joined by Kenya Miramontes. Kenya is the founder and CEO of Kalin Skin Studio in Texas. After suffering with skin issues for 12 years, Kenya started Kalin Skin Studio in 2018 to help people get the skin that they deserve. Kenya has a dual license in massage therapy and aesthetics with 10 years experience. She's also a certified dermalogica expert and pure sculpt specialist. Kenya's Kaelin Skin Studio specializes in clearing acne, reducing acne marks, evening out the skin tone, and just overall resurfacing skin. Their goal is to ensure that you experience a treatment where not only you glow afterward, but where you achieve bliss. They believe when you feel good, you'll look good. And who doesn't love that? Kenya, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Welcome. How's it going?
2: Hi, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored. I am well. How are you?
1: Doing very well uh, and thrilled to be chatting with you. So let's just kick it off tell us about yourself. How did you get started in the beauty industry? Did you know that you were going to be opening up your own skin studio? Like talk to us about that.
2: Oh my gosh. It's been such a journey. And as I sit down sometimes and think about like how I got here. So when I was really young, I actually would extract blackheads and, um, and tweeze out hairs from my grandpa's ears. And so when I think about it, I'm like, it kind of already born with what you're going to do, uh-huh. you know? Um, but I actually, when I was in school, I wanted to do criminal justice. So it kind of really didn't hit me until later on in life where I started connecting the dots. And I was like, hey, I like extractions. Did that when I was like seven years old. Okay, kind of makes sense. Um, so I jumped around a lot. I actually wanted to do uh, criminal justice. Then um, I thought maybe... A psychology, then I went into business management, and then I ended up in massage. So once I was in massage, I kind of figured, okay, I I like the industry. This is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. A happy medium for physical therapy. That's originally what that was my next thing that I wanted to do. Okay, it's making sense. Um, Yeah, I didn't want to do 10 years of college. So I was like, okay, massage is going to be my happy medium. Um, and I just I knew I wanted to help people. Um, when I was a massage therapist, my clientele base were kids with disabilities, and so I knew I had that very nurturing, very giving um, sense to myself, and I loved it. And struggling with acne was always a back and forth. Um, was doing medication, would go to doctors, and so I kind of just pieced. Both together. And I figured, why not? Why not complement this massage license? Steer into this direction. I love helping people. I struggle with acne. Let's figure out what's going on so I can go clear myself and then go repeat that with everybody else. So to answer your question, yes and no.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. I feel like that's the honest take. So we really appreciate that. I mean, I feel like it's rare that people know exactly, um, but also there's signs along the way that sort of point you on your path. And that sounds exactly like when you put those pieces together, what's happened. Talk to us a little bit about, I mean, starting where you had with massage therapy and working with children with disabilities is so noble and beautiful. Um, Sort of bridging these two things in your current career. Like, what's the proudest moment to date?
2: Um, It definitely showed me a lot. Um, It helped me grow on a personal level. Uh, I saw these kids, and they're kids who are nonverbal. It's kids who also don't have a lot of mobility And so, when I would show up to their house to provide their therapy, they were always happy every day, no matter their like their circumstance, what they were going through. They're just always laughed. They always had a smile on their face. And here we are, right, with all our abilities, and um, all our limbs are functioning perfectly fine. And we're so caught up in this stress and this craziness in the world, and yet they're over here smiling and laughing you know? And so it really taught me a lot in that sense. Um, it helped me grow tremendously. And it also taught me to be very patient because you have to have patience to work with kids. <laughs> um, so I feel like it, it kind of prepped me for the journey that I was going to take on, uh, as an entrepreneur, because you need a lot of patience and you also need to grow personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of pivots. Um, you definitely do have to, um, Put in the grind. And it's a roller coaster. (laughs) So I think it really helped kind of like ease into that. And it's been a great journey.
1: We love that. I mean, again, you're setting this up in such a way where like, maybe I want to become an entrepreneur, Um, (laughs) but let's maybe complicate that a bit. Uh, Talk to us about what it's really like to own your own business. So it's one thing to be working (laughs) for someone else, coming in, working your hours, you know, by it's another thing to have your own space um, with your own employees. Uh, so, talk to us about that experience like when you made the flip, when you decided to open up your own, how did that go?
2: Yeah. So, I've actually done both. I have worked for someone as a massage therapist and as an esthetician. <laughs> and so, um, I did that first and then I went out and branched out. So, with massage therapy, because I was an independent contractor, um, I kind of got to run my own show. Didn't really have anybody um, I had to report to other than paperwork. So it kind of started, like I said, massage and working with the kids, it kind of started prepping me. So I took over my scheduling, all of that good stuff I took over. And so um, when I started going for aesthetics, I did work for a company, got some experience, got to see how the flow was like. And I also had worked for a chiropractor as a massage therapist. So I kind of already had Mm. the idea. Um, I did not come from a business background, though. (laughs) Having the idea of running one is not the same as actually going into Uh one. Um, So that was fun. (laughs) Um, It has definitely been a journey, like I said, a roller coaster. Um, I would not trade it for anything in the world. There is days where I would feel that everything I did was amazing. And then there was days where everything just went to shit. Like, it's <laughs> like, do I even want to do this anymore? You know, is this really for me? Why don't I just like go back and just work somewhere? This is, is it's hard. So let me tell you a little bit about like how I even ended up in Houston. Yeah. Um, I'm not originally from Houston. I come from El Paso. So I came here with no clients. I knew absolutely no one. Um, we have no family here. And then I got the brightest idea. Let me start a business. <laughs> so when, I, when I'm when i saying like, this was fun, it was because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not actually fun. So I started this studio. Um, I was working the massage uh, part with the kids to be able to fund this studio for six months really? because I had no clients. Mm-hmm. So that's when you really get pushed and you really get to see what you're made of, because starting a business where you know, absolutely no one, and you got to go out and find complete strangers to be your client. That's a whole other ballgame. So it's been that and now I look back and I'm like, I did that. Like, I really did that. (laughs) And so it's been an amazing journey to be able to do that. The point of opening up the studio obviously was to be able to help more people. I just branched, I expanded this last year in April, and um, I had a small studio for two years. Mm-hmm. So we were in those salon suites. You're familiar with those or just a lot of hairdressers mm-hmm. yep. in there? Yeah. So we were in there, started very small, and then um, started building up clientele within the two years. I knew I was ready to move. I didn't want to stay in a, in a, Room, I knew I wanted something bigger. And because I like hosting events, that was going to be perfect. (laughs) Um, So we went into this um, building where we have four rooms, we have a reception area, we have a break room, everything that I wanted. Um, And so we were able to do that in the middle of the pandemic.
1: Congratulations. That's no small feat. I mean, like, truly, not to be underscored, like, crazy. And to expand. In this climate. Uh, So talk to us a little bit about that specifically, like, you know, massage therapy, aesthetics. It's a high touch career. So we know (laughs) sort of the salon pros uh, experience in terms of hairstylists and colorists, et cetera, and the shutdowns. How was your business impacted? Uh, Because, again, you had started in 2018. This pandemic rolls around. We'd love to hear about that.
2: Yeah. So it was definitely a scary time. Um, The beauty industry was just unpredictable. We didn't know what was going to happen. We did shut down for about two months. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had to furlough my employee at the time because we didn't know where we stood with clientele at that time. Um, And so all of this was happening in the middle of me already Mm -hmm. planning, wanting to expand. So definitely we had to pivot. We shut down for two months. So then I started focusing on online. We started uh, selling skincare uh, facials to go. And so um, we would deliver them. I would go take them out to USPS and ship these little boxes out for people to do facials at home. And then I would send a PDF over with instructions. Okay, you use your cleanser this way and this and that. And so we were able to at least provide that glowy skin to people at home since they couldn't come in um and so we got through that may rolled around we were able to open back up that time it was just me again because i had to furlough my employee um so it was just me again it was a little rough uh within the summer by the time fall hit we were up and running again people were feeling a little bit more comfortable This studio, I think what helped my clients feel comfortable is we've always been very clean. And so when when they see that already, then they're not worried about cleanliness when this type of thing hits, right? And so thankfully, a lot of our clients were able to come back. Um, As far as expecting new clientele, that did slow down a little bit, right? Because you don't have that trust yet with them um so it it did take a little bit to build back up i want to say within september to about december is when we really started seeing that growth again Mm. then rolls around january 2020 i was already looking into a new space and then april hit and we were ready to move in so (laughs) it was rough but it caused me to pivot it caused me to think of other ways Um, to generate income and to move that business
1: forward. Love that. Uh, Talk to us. I mean, you mentioned it uh, a little bit just a a few moments ago uh, about how social uh, you are as a business and that this space allowed you with the different spaces therein to do something which we love, which is the spa party. So Mm -hmm. talk to us about a spa party. What the heck is it? What do you do? Break it down for us.
2: Yeah. So a spa party is basically you grab you and your besties and you're renting out our whole studio. So it's just you. There's no interaction with other clients. Um, So it's just you and your friends. So what we did is we actually did a collaboration. Um, These are a collab spa parties. So we have one of our friends does tablescapes. She comes and set up this beautiful table decor where all the food looks pretty. There's flowers. Um, And so it's just so inviting. There's wine there's a virtual photo booth. So while you and your friends are mingling in our back room, one by one is going in for their facial as well. Mm. So it's a full on experience. You're getting facials, but you're also getting time with your girls. So we wanted to make it to where um, it was just a, a full day of, of just that beauty and connecting, and we really wanted to do this to give a chance for everybody to just connect again. Because there's people that didn't see each other for a year or two during the pandemic. So we were seeing events and you know weddings start back up again, and so we figured, why not? They're already having bachelorette parties anyway. Why not have them do it here?
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go to one now, uh, the way that yeah. you set this up. How did the idea come about? I mean, it sounds like, again, you're an entrepreneur. It doesn't surprise us that you're thinking through these different, exciting, creative ways to engage with your customers. Um, but this is kind of different. This is a bespoke experience that you're talking about. Uh, so how did this come about?
0: Um,
2: I've always liked events. I've actually hosted pop-ups. I did a huge grand opening. And so events have always been in the back of my mind. And so I knew that I wanted to do something with that space in the back. And it's one of our biggest rooms. And it just one day I was like, what are we going to do with this room? It's too big for, you know, an esthetician to work out of. Um, it's way too big for me to have an entire office here. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? And I was like, why not spot parties? We can host six to eight people here, have them mingle. And we pull one by one into the other treatment rooms. Let's do it. They rent out the whole space, and that's how the idea came about.
1: Ah, oh, so fun. Uh, in terms of how much of the business is sort of catering to these parties, is it a big chunk? Is it something that you would suggest maybe that other spa studio concepts consider across the country?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So because they are renting our entire space, our, given our space, it has four rooms and a reception, right? Um, So we don't have the ability to have more traffic coming in and out. So they end up just renting out the whole thing. Um, You're building that as a package. So you're obviously covering your day, covering your time, as if you were still seeing clients throughout those times, right? Um, So absolutely, it's a good extra income that you, we don't do it for more than two, three hours. Our small parties are quick, We're, we're doing facials every 30 to 40 minutes. So our packages are built to run express facials two to three hours that you're here. You're ready to go. You leave glowing. You had fun with your girls and you're all set. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's like a win-win for everybody. Um, that's (laughs) sounds pretty perfect. All right. Talk to us about the glowing skin then. Um, you think rightly so that skin is important. We think that skin is important. We all want to look our best. Um, what, can people who don't know much about skin do to help their own?
2: Yeah. So the basics are always going to be, you know, wash your skin, cleanse your face, don't sleep with makeup. Um, The top tips that I can give is definitely always double cleanse, especially if you're wearing makeup. So you use your oil cleanser, To break up SPF. I'm
1: taking notes. Uh,
2: Yeah. (laughs) So oil cleanser will break down your SPF. uh, If you're an oily type, don't be scared because oil attracts oil. Not to the point where it's going to dehydrate your skin. It's just going to take off all the excess. It breaks down makeup. It breaks down mascara. So you want to let that. It's kind of like you sweep before you mop. So you use oil cleanser as your sweeper. And then you go in with your regular cleanser. And a lot of misconception about toner is you use it to take off what your cleanser didn't, not necessarily, because then that means you didn't wash correctly.
1: <laughs> you heard it here, folks.
2: <laughs> so your toner is actually meant to bring and balance your pH level back to normal. When the pH level in your skin is off, then that's when that bacteria starts to brew. That's when we start having a lot of dehydration, rosacea, redness. So that. Toner is meant to bring just everything back to normal. And then you go on with your moisturizer and SPF. Keep it simple. Those little simple tricks are going to um, obviously help the glow and help enhance your skin. And don't forget to wash your sheets. You'd be amazed at the amount of clients that I ask. how often do you wash your sheets or your pillowcases?
1: I know where you're going with this. Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and we don't think about that, you know, especially for us women, that we don't wash our hair on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We're bringing back all that debris onto our pillow and we're sleeping on it. And then we're wondering why we're breaking out. So wash your sheets.
1: <laughs> wow. Yes, gang. That's a if you needed a reminder. Now is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like we've covered this, but I mean, are there any other sort of trendy things or like just completely wrong information that is out there that is popular that you wish people wouldn't do?
2: Oh my god, hundreds! <laughs> Everything you're seeing on TikTok. <laughs> no. Um-
1: wow, let's go. Let's <laughs> break it on down for us, Kenya.
2: So. The microneedling rollers were a very big thing a while back ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very against that. Just the way that it punctures the skin, there's some research that's been done. Instead of it actually like just puncturing straight through what you would see with a professional microneedling device, it's kind of rolling, picking up the skin, and then letting go. So you're having a hole with a kind of like a little drag And so those, I would say anything that it's more on the corrective side, anything Mm -hmm. that is more um, just things that you should be getting done at an esthetician with an esthetician, (laughs) don't do at home. Leave the Amazon peels alone. Leave the rolling microneedling devices alone. (laughs) Um, And I've seen a lot of... um, there's this like clay thing that they put on on TikTok, like on their chin, on their nose, and it, it supposedly brings up all the the blockheads. It doesn't work that way. I wish I wish. Do you know how many people I would save from tearing during extractions if that were true? <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish it existed that way. It, it doesn't unfortunately. Um, so I would say always get your tips from your esthetician a lot of us are on Instagram follow estheticians listen to their tips skip all the TikTok trends of people that are just buying something that works for them because not everybody's skin is the same I had a client who um, would tell me she would put Vaseline on her skin and she had the most gorgeous skin but it's to say that I can't go and do that as an acne prone. I can't do that. And I don't, honestly don't recommend anybody to do it. But the fact that she did it, had beautiful skin, it was more of genetics. It was more of her skin is not as, um, is more tolerant to things than others. Sure. So always get your um, tips. <laughs> I was like, where am I going with this? Always get your tips from your esthetician.
1: Makes perfect sense. Uh, and is a beautiful segue into, you mentioned, So many estheticians are on Instagram. Kenya, where can people find you? Uh, Because we want them to get in touch with you. You're the expert. So plug your Instagram for us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, Kaylin Skin Studio um, and you can find us there.
1: Easy enough. All right. Before we wrap this lovely conversation on the volume Up podcast, we've got our quick takes. These are the questions we ask of every single guest. And uh, we want to get started real quick with the first question, which is bar soap or body wash as an esthetician, which is it and why?
2: Um, I would say body wash. So bar soap tends to have an, more of an unbalanced pH and um, a little more stripping leaves behind residue. So I like body wash.
1: <laughs> we like that for everybody that's listening. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so we talked about how you as an entrepreneur expanded your business during the pandemic, uh, which is not true of everybody. Uh, let's be honest, a lot of people had a lot more time on their hands and just streaming went through the roof. So we asked all of our guests, what are you streaming right now? Because we're all looking for something else to consume
2: as far as like shows and stuff
1: shows movies podcasts like just oh whatever you got we'll take it <laughs> we're not we're not going to choose too much here
2: yeah um so i just finished uh wandavision on disney um what else i it just showed up that now you can watch all the marvel movies in order so <laughs> that's where they got me <laughs> cuz i've seen all of them and i'm like um I don't understand like how everything is connected, right? So I was like, why not start from the beginning? So we are currently on Iron Man 2 right now. So we just started. <laughs>
1: You're rocking my world. I'm one of those people that's like, I know this connects somehow, but I've also been like, I'm not gonna, that's an investment. I, yeah. But now it's done for me. So I'll look mm-hmm. into that. I'm assuming yeah. Disney Plus, let's make it happen. Yep. Amazing. Uh, okay. What is one product that you cannot live without? Just one.
2: Uh, Me too. Our cleansing oil.
1: Okay. Is it a Kalen yeah. Studio exclusive product? Yes. Okay. All right. Where can people find it? Why should they buy it?
2: Um, so they can find it on our website, which is KalenSkinstudio.com. And like I said, like I was explaining earlier, you know, oil attracts oil, breaks up the SPF, breaks up the makeup, gives you that sweet before you mop. And it smells
1: amazing. <laughs> ah, we love that. <laughs> yeah. We're a sucker for scent here. So that is mm-hmm. what we want to hear too. Uh, and we will make sure that we're going to plug all of your socials, all of your websites in the show notes. So don't worry about that. Last question that we've got advice for those who want to make it to the top of our industry. So we've got estheticians, we've got hairstylists, hair colorists, everybody that's listening to this podcast. They're all sort of thinking through, you know, and they want to hear from people like yourself. What it, does it take to, to get to the top?
2: Oh, you got a, a lot of commitment and um, a don't give up. Remind yourself of why you're doing this. Um, if you have to write it in a whiteboard or a sticky note or whatever, look at it every day, <laughs> um, do so because you will be tested. There is times where like you heard earlier in the show is I was ready to give up, We you know, the pandemic hit, and I was like, I, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this work? So remind yourself of why you're doing it. Be very clear on your why. Don't give up, put in the work and s- social media. Social media is how I grew Kaylin Skin Studio. That's how I built a business. So don't underestimate the power of it. Use it. Use it to your advantage. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's a good way for you to showcase your work because now it's like a like a visual portfolio that people mm-hmm. access. And so use it. Use it because that's how a lot of us have built our businesses.
1: Love that. Uh, And I'm sure that our audience is going to be super appreciative. So are there any people that you follow that are either like fellow estheticians, maybe your own colleagues, um, people that are out there that are doing things in your space that you feel like our audience should know about that maybe they don't?
2: Yeah. So definitely um, if you're an esthetician that is needing like more of the business tips and stuff like that, you cannot go wrong with Spa Strong. You are familiar with Royal Melissa and also um, Daniela Warner with Auto Aesthetics. The amount of value that they provide is amazing. And that's how I actually learned about business was through free mediums. So YouTube, (laughs) audiobooks, podcasts. Um, and I took that and I was able to kind of put it to work. So there's a lot of free resources. If you are looking more into the coaching of a business, definitely those would be my top two.
1: Oh, that was perfect. Uh, not everybody's got a a response for that one. So that was incredible. That's exactly (laughs) what our audience is going to want to hear. And again, we'll link out to them. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. Dr. Pimple Popper, what are your thoughts?
2: I love her. Do you know oh, she yeah. has a game? <laughs> you know she has the pimple popping game? No. Yes. It's like this um, silicone square that's supposed to be like the skin, right? And then you fill in the little holes with the cream that they give you and you literally go pop and it just like... Oozes out.
1: Whoa! <laughs> You're rocking my world. I'm gonna yeah. go look and I had no idea. I mean, good for them. They're just raking in cash. Yeah. Oh my god! It,
2: yeah, it's so crazy. So we actually um, went viral on TikTok because of extraction videos. That's all <laughs> we were posting on TikTok, and it's so crazy the amount of people that are obsessed with things like that. And lucky for us, we get to see it on a day-to-day basis.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, no shortage of content. Um, do people come in because of TikTok? Have you had like conversion because people see extraction or is it more just like awareness? They're like, oh my God, and they follow you.
2: Um, A little bit of both, but mostly okay. the awareness. Yeah. Cool.
1: No, no. I mean, that's incredible. Again, like no, no, that's...
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just so interesting to me in terms of when we're talking with folks about like, what are different tactics that work and it's like what you said like no skin is the same no products work exactly like no platforms are exactly the same for everybody and you know just got to figure it out for yourself basically
2: yeah i mean you gotta try everything because um (laughs) so let me tell you a little story um we actually lost our main instagram account in october we don't know what happened all of a sudden all logged us out we were never able to log in send emails since send, send yep. oh, a no, bunch of selfies of yep. myself yep. No, yep. <laughs> we got like 10 selfies i was like what do i gotta do to get my account back you know do we gotta show a little cleavage like yep. what is it nope. gonna take <laughs> and um it took us about maybe a month and a half to get it back and but we were just lucky yeah but we were lucky That's enough great. because we knew someone at facebook <laughs> other than that they would have never given it back yeah, to never. us nope um And so it's, I wish I would have mentioned it. It's another thing that we had to do. We had to pivot. I had to start a whole new account for almost two months where nobody knew where we were. We couldn't connect with their previous clients because a lot of DM action goes down when it comes to booking appointments, right? for sure. Yep. And so it was just like, what is happening right now? It was one of those things where I like reevaluated my life and I was like, do I really want to keep going? Because this is how I built my business. Yep. So you have to use all your mediums because when one goes away, you have the others. And thankfully we started an email list. I learned that very early on. And we <laughs> we survived, but we have to use everything.
1: Oof. Well, I'm so happy for you. Um, this is so, this was great. I'm glad that we were able to connect. Again, as I said, like we've not actually talked to an esthetician before on the podcast. So that's always oh, I'm very honored. Um,
0: so I loved her take because I myself have paid more attention to my skincare during the pandemic because I think I've spent more time looking at myself yep. on Zoom than in the history of my life. <laughs> And so you're just like, wait a sec, wrinkle, um, bag. So, I mean, I'm all for celebrating an incredible esthetician, Mm -hmm. such as her.
1: Yeah, no, Kenya killed it. So, so honest. And I love that she was just dunking on TikTok trends uh, that we should (laughs) definitely not be taking part in any longer. Uh, Like the Vaseline, do you remember? (laughs) We're not going to talk about that. Disgusting.
0: You know what? I have thought about that more times than I can count in how repulsed by the Vaseline you were. Just slugging.
1: It's so (laughs) gross. Just like Kenny didn't like it either. Let's just, (laughs) no more slugging. No more Vaseline, guys. Leave it to the. I can't even bring myself to talk (laughs) about it.
0: Okay. As Jeff is recovering from that, (laughs) retching. I want to remind you to be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease, and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com.
1: Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thanks to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.